Welcome to Blank Meets Blank, where writing is easy and ideas are cheap. Every episode, we start with nothing, and in an hour, we create a brand new TV show, including the plot of the pilot, show bible, story structure, you name it. But I guess we should be honest and say that it's been a long mid-season break, because we've been working our butts off on our latest project, Not the End of the World. It's been picked up and everything, so I... I'm Jacob Burrows, by the way. I'm not even sure we need to continue this podcast. Or what do you think, Jim Scampoli? Ah, I just got off the horn with our agent. Uh, you know, all that oh, work. Love that guy. He's great. Oh, oh he's so great. He's a good guy. Joe. You know, all that work we've been putting in. Uh, just got a call from the network. Uh, mm. They decide they're going to go another way. Uh, that's kind of the polite way to put it. I guess it had something to do with. Nordic culture appropriation, not looking for these types of projects right now. A little bit more authenticity was requested, but uh, sure. the polite way is just they're going to go in another direction. So they're putting <laughs> it on a shelf. Yeah, I mean, I so the fact that I was Swedish didn't help at all. I wasn't allowed to tell a story of my peoples. No, they didn't like that. No, because okay. you live in Ireland. That is okay, but they're okay. Ah, fine, fine. Okay, you know what? It doesn't matter because uh, writing is easy and ideas are cheap. And we can actually just pull something out of a hat and make up an entirely new show and sell that one instead. Absolutely. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Jim, do you want to pull something from your hat, your Hollywood hat? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do we need to remind everyone who pulls what? Uh, Probably, yeah. I am closer to Hollywood. I'm a Hollywood type of guy, so... Uh, let me see. I'll pull something here. I always get a little nervous here. I know. Me too. <clears throat> I have a, a cowboy hat that I'm pulling it from. Cool. That's very Hollywood of you. Yep. <laughs> it's very Wild West of me. Mm. Uh, now, should I wait? Should you pull something first or you want me to just blurt it out? I just want it blurted as always. Go ahead and we'll see. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I almost okay, going to cool. take this one out of the hat too, but I left okay, it in. What- Westworld. <laughs> Westworld. Mm, mm. Now, if you're not familiar with our uh, network, showswhatyouknow.com, you can find a podcast where Jim and I discuss Westworld on there, just kind of reviewing the show, because we were real excited about it when it was first coming out, and that excitement slowly turned to a bitter sort of uh, rage, I suppose. Uh, so... But there's a lot to pull from there, so maybe it'll be okay. Now, that's the Hollywood hat. I've got the crazy hat, where I pull something that is just entirely random, you guys. And then we try to combine the two. So let's do a pull. Uh, Just a sec. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're doing Westworld meets Communism. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow well i'm glad you're here because you i mean in the discussions we've had recently not that you're an expert on communism but uh i know you're an expert on anti-capitalism sure so i feel like that is they go hand in hand right yeah i mean the one now is capitalism well, that's what i mean so actually before we get into this this little side question is capitalism anti-communism or is communism anti-capitalism, or are they both the same? 
Well, they're not the same. You can be anti-capitalist without being communist. They're uh, unlike what your American. But to a, uh, but to a capitalist, I was going to say, but to a capitalist, you're a communist. Then yeah, well, to your American upbringing, there's actually more than two ways to view the world and how it should function. Yeah. Where you're nope. not automatically a communist <laughs> if you don't think that the capitalist systems that sort of. Uh, yep. This is going to get political, eh? <laughs> yep. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess we should start with Westworld because it's the most, uh, you know, nuanced. If you don't know, Westworld it was originally a film, or well, originally a book, and then a film, and then a TV show. And it's basically a bunch of future nerds who go to play uh, Western shoot 'em up games in a park full of robots. Uh, so it's like a, a theme park, basically, but the robots become sentient and, you know, it gets all Terminator. So what's the most interesting bits of that to you now uh, that we might pull? Well, but see, the other thing is a cop. This is a cop out. I understand, but it would still work. Uh, we we can't do this, but <laughs> because the whole uh, the other a big part of Westworld is that is a TV show remake of an old movie. Sure. So I mean, we could just pick another old movie, but <laughs> we're not gonna. But I'm just saying, Jim. No, I, I know what you're feeling. And it's right based now. on a book. I get it. I didn't like Westworld season three. Nobody did, Jim. Everyone can relate to this. But you know what? The basic idea is not bad. Park with robots. They go mad. Shoot people up. Now, I'm not saying we pull that specifically, but there's something there. We could pull just theme parks from it if we want, you know? What's a communism theme park? Although we did a whole episode on theme parks for the Americas, so probably not that one. Yes, we did. I mean, there's also the Western aspect of just kind of... uh playing in that world Ooh, so first thought that i don't hate is, because i've had lots of thoughts that i hate already but first thought i don't hate is like a western but it's an eastern so it's set in siberia or whatever you know mm. that's just the first thought uh because if we'll figure out what to pull from communism later but there's a western yeah. aspect now i love the western uh genre so we can always pick stuff from there and we haven't done anything in the western genre yet so that might be better maybe we'll just pick that yeah. from westworld um robots now yeah like yeah robots or sci-fi elements basically mm. could be sci-fi and western i mean i like those bits maybe it's a space communist uh maybe it's something about like you know a, a future ship and the society in there and in outer space or going to planets and how planets are the new frontier um you know rather than the the, the you know the many western tropes there i think there's a whole genre called like cowboy westerns where people yeah, take i mean like firefly firefly it's a big for one for sure for sure um so maybe something like that and then we work in communism i don't know but there's some distinct things we can pull from from that anyway now let's talk about communism <laughs> Well, let me just make a few more notes here. So, Western world, theme park, robots, sci-fi elements, plot twists, mind fucks, elevated HBO television. (laughs) Uh, What makes us us? Consciousness. So, okay. All right. Yeah. That's at least a a foundation there. So, yeah, as you were going to say, communism. Uh, I don't know where to start with this, Jim. Like, It's hard to talk about without getting hella political. But it's the idea that... Uh, wealth should be shared uh, or uh, that everything should be shared. Like, I, I can't put my finger on a definition. I'm on the on the Wikipedia for it to, to see a to see a description. But basically talking about the two classes, the working class. I'm going to write that down because, you know, it's a lot about classism um, and breaking that down. Mm-hmm. Socioeconomic order structured upon the ideas of common ownership of the means of production mm-hmm. in the absence of social classes, money and the state. Uh, and of course, there's the dark side of communism that people like associate with how 
it's usually, I mean, let's be f- reasonable. It usually goes pretty wrong. It usually leads to dictatorships. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm putting that down. Yeah, power. Yeah, because people, people are the problem. Yeah. Communism sounds great. Yeah. But who gets to be the guy? Who's the guy? Well, because that's, I mean, my first thought is that uh, the consciousness of Karl Marx has entered into a robot. I think that's going to be a part of this show. I, d- I don't. And I, then. Yeah, I like that. And I think, but I think at a certain point, he's going to be like, oh, my God, communism is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Karl Marx, who I don't know a lot of. I just know Marxism. I know the name. Um, German philosopher, of course, economist, historian. I mean, you you name it, he's done it. He studied law and philosophy university. You know, what are we what, what are we talking about here? Well, I'm pretty sure he like I don't even think that's a controversial statement that he'd look at that and go like, ah, oh, people sure did some horrible shit with my book, didn't they? Uh like you have that expressed in people like the the divide between Lenin and Stalin, where like Lenin had some like Lenin was more of an idealist and Stalin just a crazy motherfucker who just took everything over. Uh, so there's always that divide. I do like the idea of uh, historical figures being put in robots. Uh, maybe if it, I uh, I'd like to okay. I know where you said theme parks. What about a theme park where they have historical characters, which we've kind of done before, but they're just animatronics, right? And someone comes along to upgrade the systems and installs like hypotheses of their consciousness based on their DNA and writings and whatnot. So basically I'm saying historical robots that come to life and leave the park and go into the real world. So we have all kinds of historical figures walking around. Um, I think, hmm, I, yeah, I don't know. I think we have to limit that a little bit. I, I, I like where you're going. But yeah, I don't want to get too stuck into like historical theme parks again. Yeah. Because we did kind of do that. True. Um, is it Karl Marx's consciousness in a high school boy's mind through VR? <laughs> I mean, I don't I, I, I do like that. We could have this, you know, utopian communist society, but it also is made uh, you know, it's made to do because we have all this robot labor. Mm. And then inadvertently, we get the the consciousness of Karl Marx in in a robot, and uh, he starts leading a uprising to you know build a true communist society where also the robots own the means of production as well. Now, of course, that is pretty much every robot uprising story ever told, yes, with the true. added hook that we have. So uh, one of the robots has like the Karl Marx algorithm uploaded to his brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and kind of looks like car marks no i want to go back to the high school angle i kind of like the idea of working in high school somehow we keep defaulting to be honest to like high school kids but they each have a thing that makes them different so i was kind of thinking like maybe different high school kids and one of them has like stalin uh in his brain and one of them has lenin and one of them has Karl marx uh, just kind of working out all these conflicts of uh, early communism within their brains. We got a Mao kid. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, th- th- that does sound like something we would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of thinking maybe to make it a-, a little bit different could be in a future where everything is robots. Like humans are robots, but also like we got robot cats, we got robot everything. You know, they've already reached that place, but mm-hmm. robots are just cogs in a wheel. 
you know? So we can still have a high school story, but they're all robots or whatever being programmed into whatever function they're going to form in society. Of course, this is a metaphor. Um, but <laughs> And then maybe sort of tell that story and how, like, the human writings of Karl Marx inspire this robot kid to... Uh, Try, write a virus of ideology that spreads, and then there's people trying to stamp that out. I don't know. I just feel like the human-robot conflict has been done so many times, so maybe we'll just do everyone's a robot. But then at that point, then there has to be no people. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No people. Okay. I think it might literally just be, like, his his little red book is found by a robot. Because I'm imagining, if I can go on a, on a tangent on this robot world, I'm imagining, like, dingy, like, broken down shit. There's trash everywhere, but, like, everything is robots, but there's, like, drunks who are robots. Uh, <laughs> like, basically, human society and the dregs of it, but they're all robots, so we make it a... But, but everyone fills their function in this society and literally just finds the writings of Karl Marx uh, and co, perhaps, and that sort of sparks something off in the system of this robot's brain yeah but then like in this i don't picture a high school in i mean if we're going away from the high school it's fine but like in this rundown robotic like only the robots are left they ain't going to high school that's fine it could be a mine working robot you know <laughs> okay okay but what 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 is he mining for mm, datatrons like does it <laughs> <laughs> well i just no, i don't mean like literally but i mean like <laughs> Are, like, what are these robots, like, what is their world, like, what do they even need to, like, do they need this to survive, or is it kind of their leftover programming, they don't even know why they're mining things? I think they're, because if, yeah, no, they're mining. Like a Wally situation, where Wally's just cleaning, he doesn't know why, he's just cleaning up, even though no one's there anymore. No, I imagine that they they have a reason for, for whatever mining activities going on. Maybe it is whatever fuels them. I don't know if it's uranium and everything just works on, you know, they're all radioactive robots, and that's part of why there's no people anymore. Uh, that could be one of, one of the answers. So then in this robot society, they have, like, a working class and, like, a... Uh uh, like a like a higher class, yeah, like analytics robots that kind of read all the data and decide what should change if not, if anything. Uh, but there's corruption in that as well. Their code has become corrupted by sort of their selfish thinking um, and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely class society. It's it's obviously like a metaphor. <laughs> for... So but but then it ends. So it's a robot uprising against robots. Yeah. Well, because I was going to say, when I was thinking more high school, I was thinking super low stakes. Like, mm. This is always my thing. I was thinking more like, uh, we're at a party, and he gets drunk, and then he starts spewing <laughs> Marxist ideas because <laughs> it bleeds through his thoughts. <laughs> the Karl Marx sometimes comes out. Uh, but maybe you're onto some higher stakes, which does feel more HBO- Elevated. I was going maybe a little bit too low brow. I feel. Well, I mean, if that was the show, like if if what you're talking about is the show, I would imagine that it's in a few slight future where everyone has like chips to help them access Google or whatever in their brains. Yeah. Uh, but his sort of gets infected by this code uh, that. I don't know, turns him into a communist? I don't know, it's very difficult without knowing what is the message of the show we're making, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, are we making fun of it? What's the What's the idea? I, I would like to take from communism big class uh, challenges and stuff, you know? Uh, whatever that means, like, wh wherever that leads to. It's like, it's an opportunity to tell some 
big stories. So I say, why not? That's true. But then, but then in high school, you can have literal classes, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> I mean, you can't deny. That's a good point. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, no, get rid of that. All right, we, we no, we got to be HBO elevated. It has to be like a lot of these fucking, um, not to put down our show, but there's a lot of these bland, stupid looking sci fi shows yeah. that keep coming out. Let's make one I think of those. I, just, I think Apple TV, I just saw an ad for one, and I was like, this just looks like all these. And I, I essentially, they probably do start in a room where someone's like, hey, what could we make that's like Westworld? Or like a sci-fi Game of Thrones. Yeah. No, I like it. It's very dry, though. I'm trying to think what what, what what we need. We need to throw some pizzazz in there. And I think, I mean, even though we're still grasping and we're still trying to figure th- this out here, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is probably how most great shows are figured out because you don't know the show yet, but you know the end twist of the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> because I have the end twist of the pilot, my friend. Okay. This robot is a person. <laughs> what do you mean? What does that mean? <laughs> this robot is a person. Okay. How? It is a human. It is a human, my friend. Okay. That, we figure that out later. And you know what? Maybe every robot is a person. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> Dude, how are you not on board right now? This is great. I, I cracked the code. The thing is, I mean, maybe not like a person person, but they're like, oh, my God, under there's actually organic. There's live like the the, the from the before times. Uh, we don't realize that, we, you know, the secret of of our society is that there's organic tissue. We're actually people, my friend. OK, I don't know what that means. Like, I, I get that that but could that's be a what, twist. And that's what the show's going to be about. What does that mean? What makes okay. us us? What makes a robot a robot? What makes an organic person an organic... I can't believe you're not excited as I am right now that these robots are people. I'm sorry, Jim. I guess it's a visual thing because I was... Ima- like, I'm tr- I've also been trying to pin down in my head what it looks like because I was partially imagining it as, like, animated by one of these... Uh, companies that does uh, promo videos for video games, you know, where they animate everything into a kind of realistic way. And I was imagining janky ass metal robots that definitely could not be human. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. I'm, I'm kind of picturing the same thing. I'm picturing like Wally or even Johnny Five is alive or something. But you're saying there's like oh. a heart in there beating or something. Yes, okay. because think about it. What, what happens in a lot of these shows? Usually, the person finds out they're a robot. That's true. <laughs> This, these robots are finding out they're people. Mm. And that's The Awakening. Mm. Okay. I think the name of the show is called The Awakening, by the way. <laughs> okay. It might be. I mean, curb it. It might be. Just put it on the maybe pile. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, it could go the other way. I mean, they could look like people, but they act like robots. But I, I, think, I think you're better. I think they need to look like robots. Yeah. But they're going to find out that there's, uh, th- they have, there's organic... There's there's a spark, there's a soul, there's something else there. Okay. It's a leftover from the before times. They always talk about the before times, by the way. Okay. So maybe these uh robots are when they um they were built for a simple function, right? But when they're so they're meant to do the same thing over and over, and that's how they're gonna work in society. But just like the 
bourgeoisie, the the upper class robots in the society, just like they've grown to be kind of uh, like to care more about themselves, to be selfish. Uh, they that is also because they have this organic human or what have you to them. So in the same way, the miners well, in this society would also be able to have thoughts beyond what they're supposed to. Yes and no, because because also like. Uh, I didn't mean to go down this path, but I mean, it's like we talk about all the time. The story guides you. The characters guide you sometimes. Yeah. And I, the thing is, when you when you made the choice, I mean, we, and I agreed, but when we, when we made this choice to make it focus on robots, we kind of put ourselves in the point of view of criticizing communism. I mean, I know we're trying to make it more about the good side of it. Because the whole thing, especially if they're robots and they all look the same, they all look like robots, we're taking away the individualism. And now once they become, once they realize that they're organic inside, it's going to be kind of like the natural progression of this story is going to be about how they're different, Mm. even though they all look the same. Like, doesn't that kind of make sense to you? It kind of does, but I don't know how it expresses itself practically in the story and the conflict sort of thing. Uh, it expresses itself because then it's like, um, like I said, we got an assembly line of robots. They're just going out doing robot shit. They don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, they're just they're they're in their they're just doing their programming. They're stuck in their role, but then they're gonna have to find they're gonna find that there's something inside that makes them a per. I guess not not saying a person, but it makes them different. That makes them their own thing. You know what, Jim? Because what's, I, I what's know the been... whole idea of <laughs> Uh, I know I've been cagey, but like uh, I'm getting very much on board here because I think what you've done is identify a twist and then we'll build everything else around that. And that is exactly (laughs) how Westworld was written. And we're completely staying true to it. So I'm totally on board with this. And I just think we need to I think we need to figure out the pilot from here because we know how it ends or maybe that's the turning point in the first episode or what have you. So maybe we need to figure out a couple of things visually and like world building wise of what's going on so we can nail that down because what i'm imagining then is this robot society but like how is it going to be interesting to watch it's some humanoid looking robot whose number is k-a-r-l or something you know or m-r-a-r-x and that's going to be our main character or and he goes to work in the mine or what's the beginning of the first episode so i mean are we going classic you know post-human earth then yeah are we going wally earth uh yeah i imagine like maybe the robots did destroy humanity so this is like after after the matrix and after terminator after the robots won like a hundred years later or whatever or a thousand years later who who knows (laughs) so all right so we have a post-apocalyptic world i mean that's always a go-to on most of these things yeah but i'm less Um, desert and more like industrial landscape because everything is robots like uh, the birds are robots (laughs) everything's a fucking robot right yeah yeah i mean i don't think there's even uh, yeah there's no robot birds sure because there's just no but you're right anything that is there is a robot Maybe um, in for the upper class, the bad guy who has is supposed to run everything along the lines of you know equality and it work for everyone, uh, but it has become selfish. Maybe there's a bad guy who has like tinkered up some robot birds or whatever just for his own amusement. But yeah, you're right. Like they, there's just smoke sky. Is that's I'm, it? I'm I'm sorry to keep throwing twists at you, okay. my dude. 
but I, I got myself a twist. Is the upper person a human? Or uh, well, no, the oh. upper person isn't a human, but he's controlled by a human. Okay. <laughs> Who's the? Okay, I guess. Uh, so what you're saying is humans were the real monster all along. <laughs> what I'm saying is that there's one human left. Okay, I kind of that is pretty cool. But is he immortal then? How is he around for so long? And how has he not uploaded himself to a robot at this point, bro? That's what we're going to figure out, my dude. That's what it's coming down to. Okay. One human There's left. There's going to be... he, Or so we think, but he's one human left. <laughs> sure. This is good because we get the double twist. We get the... <laughs> the everyone's a robot. No, they're not. Actually, there's a human. <laughs> um, so post-apocalypse... But these are great twists. Yeah. No. You can't fuck with these twists. No, there's got to be loads of twists in this. You're right. Uh, so one human left. But that's later on. Like, so Let's figure out our main character, that's, right? That's later on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So... Um, so yeah, but it's an, that's where we could start to play. It's, it can be an industrial wasteland. Uh, but that's where we can play with our Western tropes as well. We can, we can, uh, yeah, you're right. Cause it's similar to like how, uh, like a space, like a space Western, but this is more like, yeah, post-apocalyptic industrial wasteland. Um, it's cool. I'm imagining like a speeder or what have you, almost Star Wars style, gliding across a post-apocalyptic industrial landscape that's just run down buildings and fucked up like pools of oil and what have you. And it zooms along to get to this uh, mine that's sort of they've they've located different mines. So there's a ship full of robots all looking the same, staring out into space. One's fucking around on their phone, but the phone is in their hand. Uh, I don't know. One's got headphones on for some reason, something like that. Yeah, and I'm trying. Well, I mean, I guess the, uh, uh, one way to get a hook in at the beginning is we have to play through the fall of humanity, because I am getting stuck on this idea of like why someone would keep watching. It's just a bunch of robots working. Who gives a fuck? But they could have um, interpersonal relationships, surely. Yeah, I suppose. What would that look like? Like, yeah, our our buddy, uh, our main character, Carl, he has a, a, a co-worker who's his best friend, right? And they are zooming in to go to this mine. And they're, I don't know, it is tricky because you have to, like, project humanity onto them, but then also go, no, they're robots, and then reveal that they're humans. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I did have a thought about uh, if they are mining radioactive stuff to keep the robot society ticking, maybe that's connected to the fact that they have biological material and maybe mutations in their biological material is making them more like humans or something. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, if he's going to have a body, there definitely has to be a scene where his buddy falls into a vat of whatever and dies, and then everyone's kind of like, oh, oh," because they're all robots. No one cares. But our main character has to care a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I I, I know we're supposed to be doing Westworld. I keep coming back to Wally because I'm like, how'd they get us to care about Wally? (laughs) Yeah, it's... Good question. <laughs> it's really because that's at least where we're starting. Because you're right. It, how do we care about this fucking this fucking dumbass robot, Carl? I don't know, man. Do we flip the table and uh, start over? I don't even know. <laughs> no, no, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it at this point. Okay, so we're going for it. Okay. Um, I like that his pals falls into radioactive waste or what have you. I mean, that's that's always a good way to humanize him. He and then save just, the cat. There can literally be a cat, even if it's a robot cat. I don't yeah. know uh, that he saves. Well, because it could be one of those things, like you know, if we are showing rapport and friendship, and then he falls into a vat or whatever, and then they just bring another one that looks just like him in. Yeah. But it's not the same. 
It's oh, not the same. They bring though. another one in, and he tries to have the same rapport with our main character because that's what they're programmed to do. And he realizes that even his own friendship is just something to keep him going, <laughs> and it's been programmed into him. <laughs> and you know, and well, you know what will be part of the hook then? What leads to the enlightening? There has to be something that leads to it because there's always in one of these shows, it's like a, um, you know. Uh, like I'm picturing the, the the trailer or the teaser, right? And it's kind of like a world with no a world with no people, um, or it's no. What would it be? It'd be like uh, you know, in a future world where we've destroyed the Earth, mm -hmm. uh, robots continue their mining for survival, but then a message comes through the airwaves, and it's something. Some, it's always something like that. It may be like a garbled like like voice of a human and then but like only our character hears it well what i or... that's pretty good like my first thought is like i partially wanted him to be a miner so that he can literally just un uncover a copy of das kapital which is karl yeah. marx's whole basis for communism and that that sparks something in his brain perhaps too we gotta think yeah but we gotta think visual so maybe he, does he find a hologram does he find a recording well i guess recording is not visual i or i mean i guess if it is a video or something Oh, okay. This is actually a good way to humanize him in general and make us care about him is that he's a miner, right? Uh, and he's just programmed to mine, but he's been finding these things that he's supposed to discard. This is kind of like Wally as well. But yeah. he's supposed to discard all these human remains or what have you, and he's just been sneaking them back to his, you know, little bunker or wherever he lives. So he's just got this little stowaway full of human stuff and... It, not necessarily in the same way of, you know, Wally, where he's just excited about the music and the dancing and whatnot, but he, he will, like, just just the fact that he's consuming different books and stuff, it gets his brain working outside of what it's supposed to. So he's trying to, trying to engage with these robots around him, but they're not, like, they haven't been enlightened in that way by processing other stories and stuff. They're, their brains are processed or made to just be as simple as possible, you know? Okay. Yeah. No. No. I like that because I, I. Yeah. I think that's getting the idea across that we're going for now. But hmm. So do we go to the point then where it's one of those where maybe do we establish that if other robots have tried similar things and been destroyed for it, or do we not even go that far? Um. Probably. But I would say perhaps that's what he finds out about as he digs into this world. He's definitely going to come into contact with other underground sort of robots. Like, he definitely does something in the first episode that makes him an outlaw, right? Because I want him to be an outlaw by the end of the first episode, you know? Ah, uh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So, say he... So, but the thing is, then where are we going? Because are we leading a communist uprising in a communist society? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's the bad communism is what's running okay. the place. And All right. he's, he can still be inspired by Das Kapital and, and see like the problems that are inherent in the bad communism world that he lives in. I feel like communists are going to be like, you guys are, this is a capitalist show. <laughs> oh, it, it is though. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure then. All right. Because I'm fine if we're making a capitalist show. Yeah, but that's I'm just trying to figure out how true to our communist fans out there we're, we're trying to st uh, stick to. But to see, the difference for me is that he doesn't see, like, a Hollywood film like Wally e and is really excited about the potential of, like, entertainment possibilities in a capitalist society. He finds Das Kapital and, like, and starts thinking about classes and how 
the robot that he is, they've been designed not to think too much. But because of this biological aspect and possibly mutations, they're able to think beyond what they're supposed to and, and like move beyond that. Um, okay. So Okay. So, so Carl... <clears throat> huh. I'm trying to think. So does he find a message or does he get like... Um, does he get or is it more of like a Johnny Five is alive? I don't know if you know Short Circuit, not where really. he gets like um, uh, infected with it. Mm, yeah, like is it just the fact that he views it, or is it does he get um, imprinted with it somehow? I think maybe we want to. Yeah, I mean, he could be like maybe he finds a hard drive that just has a bunch of movies and and shit, or maybe information about the the actual. Because one good teaser is like we w- we wouldn't want to open and go like in the year two thousand and thirty five this happened and like we don't want to explain it. We want it to be a kind of a mystery what happened to the world and why it's like this. So maybe he finds a hard drive and accidentally interfaces with it, gets all this shit uploaded to his brain and kind of Mass Effect 1 style has to figure out the history of the world and why it is as it is and how to fix the oppression of his robot comrades. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, I mean, but yeah, obviously it's heavily implied capitalism killed the world. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, these robots are living by what they feel would be communism, but like you said, it's the bad communism. Which we don't Um, need to, like, say that, you know, it doesn't need to be communist flags all over. I'm just imagining it as, like, the prime directive of this robot society was to keep shit going, you know? And it figured that, right, we can keep shit going if we have people working in the mines to keep our robots going. And, like, the whole idea is to just keep stuff trucking along. But that's led to this enormously unequal society. You know what, man? Is that a great idea? Good. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to how to explain it, okay, or how to how to make it make sense in this world, and it purpose it, it perfectly kind of humanizes this robot as well, okay. What does he find a dog? He finds a puppy, and they want to kill it, and he doesn't let him yes! kill it. <laughs> I said save the cat, the dog. That's this is. Yes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you did say save the cat. I, okay. I did, but the, I prefer. I'm a dog person, as are you. So let's yeah. save the dog. That's better, right? <laughs> yeah, but it has. But I'm trying to. Figure, but I think it. It isn't a robot dog. No, I think it's a dog. Yeah, absolutely. And it's maybe a little mutated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be like a little like because it somehow survived, and it, and it is kind of this weird. You know, and that could be part of it, too, is that they do every now and then find some sort of organic life. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, again, prime directive. Dispose of it know. in the vats, basically, is yes. the idea. Yes. So it's backwards. Uh, it's backwards short circuit. Everyone's a robot. <laughs> and the biological thing comes into it and needs to be saved. <laughs> yes. And that, yeah, okay, that leads Carl on this journey. And again, we could still have the friend as well. And that shows, like... A little bit difference in Carl because again, like the friend that he like pals with gets destroyed, like a thing falls on him, he falls in a vat, whatever it is, and then we hang on Carl a minute because he like looks and has a second glance. Everyone else just keeps working; doesn't even matter. Yeah. Um, and like you said, we're hinting at the boss, like the boss level of uh, robots that are like up 
and it literally obviously they have to be up in a higher like high rises looking down on our workers yeah um and then and then again that's it's even mysterious to our worker robots what's happening and then finally yeah we we can have a little build up to they find other organic life even if it's just something like a like a plant or something stupid like that and they're they're torching it dispose of it yeah yeah and then yeah he finds yeah he finds a little pup there's definitely a torching crew right so they've got flamethrowers on their backs and so in the first episode they're down there mining their shit you know he's got maybe a drill for his arm or what have you like getting through stuff and and uncovers like some plant life that's in there and so he basically there's like a flower and he like is look like his finger moves slowly in towards the flower to caress yes. a petal, and then there's just clear, and it's just a r- automatic robot voice, a box doing that, and then like fire across the whole wall, and it whooshes past his hand, and he's metal, so he's fine, but he's like, and and steps back and like, oh, the flower has been destroyed, and he just looks a little bit sad, but then when he found, finds the dog, he just can't go through with it. He hides it, takes it home. Yeah, yeah, and he, because like you, like we had said, he's already taking home other things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it, another thing he takes home, and then you can have some, you can have some cute moments where you know dogs rolling around, and he can even have like some of the other stuff that he has. Maybe something somehow is like food somehow, like whether it be a plant or something that he took home. Uh, so you have some cute moments, the dog's hungry, he feeds the dog, blah, blah, blah. Then it leads to a point where something, you know, in the middle of the cute moment, the dog like barks or something and it's like, ah, alert, the robots are coming, action chase, crazy, we're on the, you know, is this dog going to die? Can you kill the dog? Uh, which leads to our hero, Carl, going on the run. I guess in the midst of this too, he also has to find the Carl Marx (laughs) More uh, like Carl Barks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, this is great. You know what's great is, like, storytelling is so... Like, we were both like, what is this about? I don't get it. And as soon as you said that, I was like, it's about a robot with a dog friend. Like, that's that's enough to make me care. And that's exactly the thing that's going to make the viewer care as well about the robot person, about the dog. The dog's going to be adorable. It's going to be scenes like in, you know, every story like this, E.T. or whatever, there's always, like, E.T.'s fucking around. Uh, that, like you, yeah. He goes into the room, right, to check on the dog, but, like, <gasps> it's not there. He sees the window, runs over there, and the dog's like, ruff, ruff, climbing the fire escape, fucking <laughs> shit up. And she's like... <gasps> <laughs> trying to catch it <laughs> uh all this stuff so yeah no i love it and i i still obviously we could have all the themes all the complex stuff about how you know i was at one point i was imagining him joining some outlaws and that just makes sense because he gets to see a whole different side of humanity it's humanity society uh but like maybe he gets because they've been probably taught that like all biological life is just an aberration that just consumes humanity and uh, all of its bio- all biological life just consumes and that's why us as robots we have the understanding that we need to create as well and like that's why it's okay and he just gets outside of society meets up without other outlaws probably who have like animals and uh, biological life going on outside of this part of stuff. So, like basically if it's a Western theme, he leaves society and meets with the Indians uh, or native Americans or indigenous peoples, like the people who are in the, in the fucking wilderness, just surviving on scraps. And he makes friends with them. Yeah. Right. There's, there's a, yeah, there's a great opportunity to, because 
you know, there is a there is a world outside of where Carl is yeah. in the beginning, and there have been other robots that have gotten away. And it's not necessarily. I mean, maybe they don't always have dogs like like our like our hero. Yeah. But yeah, they'll be quirky, eccentric robot characters, and we start getting into, you know, yeah, what makes some of these some of these robots different and why they can they can go against the prime directive and we're talking about communism uh even past like social status we're talking about the ownership of the world for all beings that's why this yeah. dog deserves a, a uh ownership of the means of production <laughs> of the world yeah you know, he's just a dog, but he he belongs at the table as well. Absolutely, that's the greater communism we're going for. We're not cons- we're not, you know, thinking lo- uh, locally. We're thinking globally. We're thinking about just because now the the uh, the our money or currency is just the world we live in. Yeah, I like this. Um, so I feel like we've got a pretty good handle on it. But just to bang out some beats or what have you of the story, right? So. Well, uh, of the pilot episode. Um, so is this still an HBO thing or is it, uh, I just feel, it, it, also, is this animated? Because I feel like it's 3D animated. Um, that's what I've been hmm. imagining, but I'm not sure. I guess either way works. I'm not married. I haven't been picturing it that way, but I could totally see it working that way. Cool. But again, I don't know, are we are we honing in on Wally? territory now mm, possibly I, I may so we'll well we, we probably need to decide what kind of show it is but we were open to suggestions but either way i want to fi- st- hmm? i still think this is an hbo show sure i'm just how d- does the robot like is it does it look enough like a human that a human can play the robot is what i'm thinking about or does he wear a mask Oh, good call yeah good question uh, i don't think he looks that much like a human yeah, no, me neither. That's why I was thinking animated. Uh, and if we just make the robot animated, it's not probably not going to look great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, we could do like photo real CG, but yeah, that's that's for the the bean counters to figure out. <laughs> great point. Um, I mean, well, we're we're pitching it both ways. We're like, look, you could do this as a CG animated. I mean, depending on what how you want to get into these characters. We know there's a but robot I mean, and a dog. To, <laughs> yeah, it has to be at the very least like it can't look Pixar-ish though. Yeah, no. I'm I'm thinking like a darker uh Okay, all right. All right, then we're on the same page. Yeah, like a like really desaturated world, you know, where we open up, right? And we see these high-rises, the low buildings. I'm not like it's a it's an industrial fucked up landscape like you said it's heavily implied that human capitalism ended the world so the environment's just fucked up uh possibly there's like raging storms and everything and like flooding and all outside of this enclave of robots that's just keeping it going perhaps inside this uh city uh they, they don't know of any life outside of it so once he ventures out into the world he'll, he'll learn a bit more about that um but you know we have him waking up just going through the the day-to-day stuff possibly we see like him go through one day of work and then we see that sped up and yeah. sped up and sped up so every day is the same it's kind of implied how he gets up and uh, goes to work, uh, chats with his robot buddy on the the fucking transport to the mine and, and digs away, finds uranium, puts it in the thing, they destroy stuff. We have a quick clip of him. Maybe it's on the first day he finds the, the flower 
and we just see a hint of something that we would consider to be humanity in him, right? And But then it speeds up and over and over, the same shit, the same shit, and then one day he finds this dog. And I don't know, is the dog just in the mine, or how has it been sort of surviving? <laughs> yeah, I think what we'd have to infer is that... Um Maybe there are like, or this is like our first hint of it. Maybe there is some sort of underground, um, what, what, like kind of, you know, when the earth was destroyed, like some living creatures went underground. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we can, you know, whether it be like when they're digging, sometimes they'll, they'll come into like existing tunnels or something like that. And that's where they kind of find... That's where they could find flowers, like stupid stuff Ooh, to build up. I like this idea. In, in when he finds the dog, uh, he because I think this would be appealing from from a viewer perspective. They basically come into a fallout shelter. Um, so some humans yes. tried to survive in there, um, and you get to see the excitement of like, is he going to run into a human or whatnot? But then they he finds like, and to set the tone as a bit dark, gritty HBO, like there's two humans and they've clearly like just both committed suicide because they were running out of food or whatever. Uh, so there's just two skeletons there almost turned to dust, but their supplies and perhaps another part of the shelter has collapsed. So there's another way out that this dog uh, has found and, and like lived for this long or maybe it's frozen is the dog frozen jim because that's another option the dog could be frozen it could be, yeah either one works whether it be the the dog's frozen or it is like a weird descendant of yeah. you know like these people have clearly been dead for a long time yeah and there's just enough evidence to see that like like you said the supplies like a family of dogs <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe this to, to even make it uh hurt a little bit more uh, there's like, you know, the skeleton of a dog, yeah, <laughs> dog's grandparents, whatever it might be. Frozen might be just an easier shorthand though. <laughs> I think it would be probably because that's such a thing we'd expect to see, like expect to see a human or whatever. And probably, okay. So instead of a, the suicide idea, he comes into this place where there's frozen humans or cryogenically frozen, but all the pods have like malfunctioned except for one. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I like this. Yeah, I like this. So these people paid paid to freeze their dog. Yeah, that's great. They're, they're upper class, so they're they've. Yeah. And I also like that they're like upper class in our current day society. So they have lots of money and pay to get themselves frozen, but they just died in there. <laughs> yeah, they died. But their dogs didn't fine. work out for them. <laughs> so um, so yeah, he he finds yeah. the dog probably accidentally bumps the button right. So the dog. <laughs> And there's probably scary music. He doesn't know what's going to come out of the pod. And we might expect it to be a human like the last one. But it's no, it's this yeah. dog that just is very sleepy at first coming out. And then or maybe runs out at him all excited to see someone after so long. <laughs> this dog is going to be really adorable, Jim. Well, it's great because that also does lay the, the seats for the human villain that's pulling all the strings. Yes, I forgot because about if him. We do see that there are, <laughs> if we do see that there are pods, uh, I mean, it's something we don't get into until like season, end of season two. Mm. Uh, but yes, there is a... And, and, and I guess it works because it's the, like the richest person. It's like a, I guess, I mean, we could have it be Donald Trump if we wanted to be that on the nose. We could have it be Donald Trump. No. <laughs> We're not doing that, Jim. Uh, yeah, you know. But okay, so at the at the very start of the first episode, just to humanize our uh, robot Carl from the beginning, he has. I I like to see him like in. 
his room reading a book, right? He's reading a physical book that he's found and it's like falling apart in his hands. And he's trying, he's being super careful with it. Um, yeah. And that's what he's doing like before work when he's supposed to be powered down. So when he's in work, he's actually like his battery's running out and his buddy's like, are you okay? And he like shares some of his electricity with Carl to show that they're buddies because his, his energy is running low because yeah, he's been up great. reading all night. So he's kind of got more stuff going on in his brain already than your average drone. Um, and because he reads books and picks up stuff he also follows these like the he he's really fascinated when he finds this uh this bunker and he doesn't like he maybe hides the entrance uh first uh so that no one else follows and then goes in accidentally activates the dog who jumps out at him and uh that's when he uh like there's got to be obviously when they discover that it's happening there or maybe he just he manages to smuggle him home like in a, in an overcoat or something i don't know if they wear clothes but you know he's got to well, smuggle I think, him no i think you're on to something where we can ha- we can go through like the working days yeah and then it could even be like after his buddy dies or whatever um and you've already set up that like everyone else powers down to recharge and he stays up so he can stumble upon it hide it and then he comes back like in the middle of the night when everyone's recharging yes and that's when he goes inside the bunker and that's when he can find the 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 pup and you know have some cute moments until like the next morning everything goes to shit and he has to make a run for it uh with his dog in in tow now is he going to name the dog is he name the dog marks or is that too (laughs) is that too far uh i I kind of like that on his dog (laughs) his marks i like it just imagining like because obviously i don't know how the dialogue works in this or if the robots are even talking you know if it's all because i kind of like the idea of it all being expressed visually because why would they even need to talk you know um much like wally (laughs) uh but like yeah, he could be reading Das Kapital at the beginning, you know, and we think it's a setup for like he's going to have a big robot revolution, but then he, he'll just read whatever. And the only consequence of that is him naming the dog Marx <laughs> or Carl. I, I Maybe his, his name isn't Carl. Maybe he names the dog Carl. I don't know. <laughs> I think he should definitely be KRL, like just on yeah. his robot or whatever. And, and like that's maybe why he's reading the book just because it's like, Oh, that's me or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then he could name the duck Marks. So, yeah. I guess is there language? I, I don't know. I feel like we have to, I, I I'm with you that there shouldn't be, but then I'm thinking of the audience. Yeah. Mm. It's, I, I just, I'm really enjoying the idea of the, our main character, KRL interacting with this dog who's all excited jumping around but he can't really talk to it he's just like gesturing you know and and all yeah. of that but and I also when I'm imagining all this stuff when they're on the 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 commute to work I'm imagining his buddy like leaning over and showing something on a data pad or whatever uh rather yeah. than chatting with him if that makes sense We could do we could do the bumblebee thing from Transformers Yeah uh, I kind of like you know the that Bumblebee th- Yeah well, but he but he only has he only does like the, he doesn't do it obviously with the robots he starts doing it with to with the, when he has the dog yeah like he'll start play like he'll like he plays back things like he doesn't necessarily have a voice but of course he has access to the archives yes. from the before times that makes sense and but they're okay so just generally I I don't want to say there's no talking at all in the show because the bougie robots the upper class robots they can have voice yes. boxes and you know sing beautifully and whatever like because they're just in this decadent world that are miners we might not even see that in the first episode you know we'll probably just see a hint of it as like one of the bad guys 
guys higher up is notified that another robot has sort of broken free and escaped into the wilderness or what have you. Because I, I want to nail down what happens to him after it all goes to shit there. So he's he's been playing with the dog in the fallout shelter, but they're discovered and he has to make a run for it. But does he run home, uh, maybe pick up his stuff and then run to the outside world? And maybe we keep his friend alive a bit longer so he can die later in the first episode to motivate him or something? I'm not well, totally sure. Well, what I was going to say, I, was gonna, I think there definitely is another friend. I think we need to have... I think we need to, I mean, we're showing a lot of ways why he's different, but I think it's also important that we have that moment where at least his friend dies in work and no one else cares but him. For sure. But we could have, in the setup, we could have a couple people. Because I, I think, I'm picking up where you're going, is I do think someone also kind of helps him Yeah. Uh, when he's on the run. Because maybe he does go home, but he doesn't know where to go, doesn't know what to do. And I don't know, maybe there is a... Uh, town elder or something or other, <laughs> someone there that, that, and actually maybe the twist could be, because again, we need more twists. Uh, I don't know, because when they're, when they're doing their work, I don't know if there's like a uh, overseer or someone who's kind of, you know, the boss on the ground, and they you think that they're like the most hard-ass one, but they actually give a tip to Carl on where to go because there is this, Maybe not linked underground, but there's at least this idea of an outside world. Yeah, that's... And someone I, puts them on the path. I don't know much about him, but I know that guy's... Uh, or that robot... It's gender neutral, but I know their name. Yeah. Uh, that's KRL0001. Um, ah, yes. Who is basically in charge of like administration at the mine, but he's obviously part of the same class in our language as as uh, KRL, who might be KRL5962 or what have you. Um so so yeah, he he basically is caught uh, and is brought. KRL eighteen eighteen, is that the year Karl Marx was born? Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so KRL eighteen eighteen is brought. I I think they probably are caught and brought to the mining official, uh, like KRL zero zero one. Who and and maybe the you know some upper class uh, people are brought are, are signaled to come over or they find out about this. We see like an upper class party full of fancy weird half biological robots or whatever, and uh, they're being notified about this, so they're zooming off as well. So we know something bad is going to happen once they arrive or, or our main ga- bad guy arrives. Uh, but we have KRL zero zero one who we expect to hold our main character hostage, but he sees him and the dog and. Sees sees how the dog is with him and he's like just shows him a secret passage out of the mines or what have you uh or yes or allows him to disguise himself as a like chips away or gives him a different designation so he looks like a different krl uh so he can get out i don't know how they smuggle the dog but yeah he helps him yes yeah so yeah because the, the basically then what the the season is going to be about is yeah, learning about this outside world, learning about there is this potential underground railroad slash you know network of escaped robots. Uh, then we start learning about why some of them are different because they're people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, we could the, the thing is, we get to play around because obviously we're not going to be as Westworldy as far as like. It's serialized, but I feel like if the thing you're missing with Westworld and and the the 
like uh, the joy of a Western is playing with more episodic stuff. Mm, yeah. Visiting different, going from place to place, traversing this frontier outside of the industrial wasteland, Ooh. running into different characters, um, you know, more like episodic stories. Then we pl- like play around with that and have an overarching build of a revolution that's going to happen. But we don't have to have that be the whole thing all yeah. the time. You no, can I, just mosey on into a town, yes. help somebody out, on to the next type deal. I love that because it's not tying us down to the the whole, like, it's got to be all about one thing. It's just it, basically KRL-001 gives him, uh, like, maybe a map or maybe just a word. Like, he just uploads it to him. Like, this city. There's a secret city where uh, you can live in peace and harmony, you know? And that's where he's traveling the whole season. He's looking for this yes. paradise where, you know, human and robot exist in harmony or whatever. Like, or all he knows is we're going to be safe there. And as you say, this society that we're in, it's just it's maybe just one blip on the global scale. We can explore all sorts of different expressions of, of this. We just Basically, after this first episode, it just turns into... Lone cowboy robot strolls into town with his dog. Yes, and, yes. And I don't think he's a gunslinger or whatever, but just that idea of him walking in and maybe he—he, I—I I don't even imagine him being good at fighting or whatever, but just kind of good at making friends, learning to talk to people, learning about what happened to the world, and all the while he's being pursued. Uh, because back home, you know, they want to catch him and they want to catch the dog, maybe get some biological code from the dog uh, because it's from the before times and it's going to help these upper class people who have biological components to, you know, reset their humanity, make sure they can never die. And it's going to help the one human who exists, like you said, is the real bad guy to live longer or something like that because he's been slowly dying. And there's there's just so much. Do you have any thoughts on what might happen during the first season and these episodic things or well, I'm not uh, sure exactly what to imagine there. But um, I'm just having yeah, fun I'm with, with it you. Now. It's, yeah, it's more broad stuff. Like I, 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 like like you said, I picture exactly like he strolls into uh, like a makeshift town, and it is kind of like everyone's turning their heads. I mean, these are all robots. Keep in mind, but they're turning their heads because yeah, it's a it's a a dog, a living thing, yeah. and no one. People aren't really aware of that. Like, it's very rare. We might play with that a little bit in some of the episodes if he comes across a deer or something weird like that. But for the most part, no one has seen or no robot has seen a a living thing like that from the before times. Now, I mean, this might be too far, but like down the line, if we reveal that the human running things, this is his dog, uh, maybe. <laughs> Could be, or a descendant at least, that. you know? No, I, I do like that. I mean, because I like keeping it kind of simple as well, where yeah. maybe that's, oh, that fallout shelter. That's what I mean. He's unfro. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that's like his other shelter, like whatever it could be. Like he was at the shelter at the office at the time, and that was, he didn't know where his lost bunker was, blah, blah, blah. Something like that. Or if we, uh, we want to make even more of a statement like, the robot, uh, you know, society was working kind of well, and then one of these humans defrosted themselves, got out and infiltrated, like, took over robot society with some hacking, uh, and yes. that's why it's gone to shit, and now that's why, we don't realize this, of course, until the end of the season, but he just wants the dog because it's his dog, but by that time, the dog isn't going to recognize him because he's become evil, but he wants to stay with his robot friend, and maybe that helps the human realize something about himself, almost, but then he turns fully evil 
<laughs> I think from those, from what we have there, we have like easy three seasons. Yeah. At least, at least three. Because some of those reveals like don't happen till very late. Absolutely. Like the person. And I know they sound, they might sound silly to you, the listener, but dramatically you're, when you're watching you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it can't believe it's his dog the whole time <laughs> no that is <laughs> for sure gonna be a big reveal i think we pretty much got a lot of it i just wanted to mention like yeah. there's definitely gonna be stuff like western themes where he's got to loot these sort of wrecks to he, like he's basically always looking for food and for electricity so maybe he's got a little solar panel uh but like he's wandering and and like he needs water and food for this dog of course so he's always got to head into towns and there could be weird little post-apocalyptic societies that he uh, gets into contact with there's just so much to explore there i'm loving it yeah there'd be like yeah there'd be kind of like some of the towns would just be based on things like this is the repair town. It's where like all the broken robots go and yeah. they spare parts or they trade parts. There's weird stuff like that. Then there's like an underbelly, uh, like more like hardcore, like not quite prison, but like definitely like outcast. Like we start playing with just different ideas and different environments like that. Now, I guess... Since it is animated and there's not a lot of voice, it, I don't know if there's a lot we spend on casting here. I mean, obviously, I guess we get some names, but it's not super important. I mean, animation-wise, do you know of anyone stylistically that we may seek out? I, I can't really think of anyone offhand personally. I know you, I don't know if we'd look at someone anime style. Uh, well, I guess it's not. It's not anime, is it? It's like CG. So. Well, it could be. I, 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 like you said, that's up to the bean pushers to a certain extent. When I was thinking about casting, of course, we got to decide like the breed of the dog, right? Like that's the oh, that's yeah, the casting sure. we got to do. Because I'm imagining kind of a big dog, big fluffy dog. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I, I, but I mean, it's definitely a puppy at first. But Ooh, yeah, yeah. But because that gives us time for the dog to grow a bit. But um, and honestly, like I mean, it, golden retrievers are always a go-to. What else we got? Hmm. Let's see, Song of the Sea. There's a dog in Song of the Sea. That's probably exactly the one I'm thinking of. Uh, that is, I think, a bearded collie. Big fluffy fucker. Let me see. I uh, love that guy. <laughs> Just Google Song oh, of yeah, the I Sea like dog. That dog. <laughs> but yeah, we could start always be, he could be a, a little puppy. Yeah, and honestly, I wasn't sure if it was going to be animated, but just the fact that a dog is a main character, budget-wise, it's cheaper to animate it than to have a fucking dog and try to make it act. <laughs> and it's going to look yeah, better. Yeah, but are we... But what would people respect more? Mm. It's a good Again, point. it's fine. But now, but we, I mean, but, but now would, both our main characters wouldn't live, work in real life. Like, we couldn't have a robot that doesn't look like a human and we couldn't have a dog. <laughs> um... <laughs> Search for another thing to inspiration-wise is uh, the video game Machinarium, um, which I wouldn't look, like it to look exactly like this because it is a bit more cartoonish uh, than what I'm imagining. I'm imagining more gritty. Uh, but Machinar Machinarium, uh, Machinarium, it's like a world of robots, basically, and everything is robots. Mm -hmm. So that's one yeah. um, that it could be a little bit like. But anyway, I think we like you're right. We don't need to cast uh, beyond that, I think. Um, and like you said, we got season two and three. Now the real, the only remaining question is the name of this show, Jim. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking the awakening, maybe it still is the awakening. Um, that sounds, mm. you know what? Mark Hamill could do the voice of the villain. Yes. Very good. Well, well that's the one casting voice. we need. He's, He's always a good at voice that. actor. Yeah. And he could also play the human villain, 
when that's revealed. Yeah. So great. Mark Hamill. A Mark Hamill vehicle, if you will. Uh, hmm. I mean, The Awakening is a generic title. It's too generic for me, unless it's just a picture of a dog in a fucking cryogenic chamber on the poster, and it says The Awakening. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I love that. Um, but I mean, because the thing that the reason I mean it's generic, but it works on so many levels because, like you said, the cryogenic chamber poster it works in the realm of being woke uh like with you know current um slang talking about things being woke because it's all about this robots becoming woke like i kind of want a dog pun in there (laughs) i mean otherwise you just call it krl yeah i feel like because the awakening feels so like teen show or something you know it feels like it would be about Vampires and sexy vampires, maybe? I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting sci-fi from the awakening personally. Oh, okay. But I see what you're saying. I'm not I'm not like married to it though, but I don't think I think it would work, but otherwise I'd say it'd be called KRL. Do androids dream of electric dogs? No, we can't do that. You're right. I know. I know <laughs> we can't. <laughs> Good, the bad the dog. The good the robot the dog. You're going, it's too jokey. You're going way too jokey. I know, but the awakening is too serious also, I feel. Uh, no, it's not, but I feel like it has to hit that that elevated. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm moved on. I'm more into, I think it's just KRL, honestly. Okay. I think that's, and the poster is, um, it's just the robot face and it just says KRL. It's not KRL MRX. <laughs> no, I think that's too far. No, that will be if he I got Googled possessed that. by... We, we got the dog thing now. It's KRL and it's a robot and a dog on the poster. I'd watch yeah. that. Because <laughs> I, I, I just Googled KRL MRX and they have Run DMC Karl Marx shirts like that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's fun. Just want to let people know about that. But yeah, I was I was thinking that for a second too. But no, I think it's just KRL and like, what's the tagline? The tagline's like... Um, uh, see a do- krl a dog's purpose too <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when the world is as sick as a dog <laughs> dog sayings can't teach an that's old dog I, no that's that's what i googled i do i googled dog phrases yeah can't, can't teach an old robot new tricks I think it should be just KRL can't teach an old dog, but it's spelt like in Matrix language or like Leet speak. Mm. <laughs> Puppy love. The world's gone to the dogs. Oh, it's KRL <laughs> colon gone to the dogs. <laughs> yes, that's it. We did it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think we pretty much nailed it. That's the show. We got there. Uh, we got pretty, it, it started pretty abstract. Uh, but I fucking, fucking, we nailed it again, Jim. How do we do this every time? I don't yeah, get it. Definitely, it was touch and go for a little while there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I mean, as soon as you were well, like, it's, great. it's a robot and a dog, I was like, I'm also on board. <laughs> it's great because we went from a high school show to a uh, to a to another historical um, <laughs> historical like mind switcher story. And then it's like, no, you just let the you let the story take over, and it's about a robot and his dog and the the revolution that starts. It's funny how it's so often like, uh, you know, we're thinking about big concepts clashing against each other, but it's all in the abstract, and it's only when you nail it down to like 
No, it's about a a, a dog and a robot. Uh, <laughs> like that's when you're like, okay, I'd watch that. Because if you're like, oh, it's about communism, kind of, and like there's an AI society, yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever. But if it's about a dog and a robot, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on board. And I think that's the well, thing as well. It, uh, people don't really care about politics because yeah. you can't really <laughs> like. There's no well, simplifying. Well, yeah, because you forget, like, that's what, you know, you know, something like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, it's about a lot of things. Yeah. But you, you know, you like that it's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it's about a girl fighting vampires. Exactly. So you, you, you got, I think we were smart because we, we kept, we did focus on it and I, it's not like we, uh, I guess we knew what we were doing because we were focusing on, okay, why does, why do people care though? Yeah. Why do people care about our show about communism? <laughs> yes. you, know, we, you can't just be like, no, it's a show about communism no, and uh, politics. And people just glaze over. You got to figure out what's the hook. Yeah, the hook is a robot and a dog. Yeah. Let's do this. Yep. And I mean, this is basically why, like, this is Save the Cat. Like, that's the whole concept. <laughs> and we, it totally works. And I'm so proud of this thing and look forward to it coming to your, a screen near you soon. I feel like it's a streaming show uh, on one of yeah. these networks that is... HBO Max, baby. Let's yeah. do this. HBO Max. Get us in a room. Yep. So that pretty much wraps it up. KRL Gone to the Dogs is coming soon. Uh, and I think we've proved it yet again. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to mention um, showswhatyouknow.com is where you can find all of our other uh, coverage where we talk about Westworld, among other things. If you want to hear us get real mad about a show that had a lot of potential, uh, but also shows like Real History, where we talk about the historical context of TV shows. Uh, we're talking about Cobra Kai, on, which is one of our favorite shows on uh, No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. And beyond that, please, we very much welcome all reviews. Uh, if you leave a review on Apple Podcast and suggest things to put in our hats for our random drawings, they will uh, they will get put in the hat and you'll get a shout out if we pull your thing. So uh, yes. I think that pretty much covers it. Is there anything else, Jim? Uh, there's just one more thing to say. Uh, writing is easy and ideas, and ideas are cheap. cheap.